Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on, oh, what a tongue twister, Whoa. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> We're on episode six. Oh my God. Uh, already started. Already. Right. I feel like every episode, that's how I start. <laughs> so we are on episode six. Yes. So of season two, I don't think we mentioned that last episode no. that we were on season two. If you can wild, I know. Wild. But yeah, we're on season two. So welcome back to our listeners that have been with us since season one. If you are new, welcome, grab a drink, get comfortable. We are full of shenanigans. I'm crazy. I thought you were gonna oh. say we were full of shit. That's <laughs> like a um, I wouldn't say that. I would say we're just full oh of God. shenanigans. We're always okay. laughing. We're always flipping over and doing uh, crazy things. So, okay. you know, grab a chair, get comfy, get your favorite drink, whether it's water, coffee, or a nice alcoholic beverage, your mm-hmm. choice no judging. Um, but yeah, so we're on episode six of season two. This is going to be a fun episode. We're going to do some hard ciders. Um, we're going to be trying some hard ciders. Um, we're going to do some genre book recs. And then I have a romance that I kind of want to talk about. And Jenny has a dark fantasy that she's going to be reviewing and talking surprise, about. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And <laughs> surprise, surprise with me. Right? Um, <laughs> like always some type of romance book. I don't know. I love love. So, um, and this one is very interesting. So I can't wait to like right. talk about it because obviously romance stories always, you know, happy ending towards the end. But the way they got there and just like the premise of the story, super interesting. So um, I hope it's something no one's ever heard of because I know I never have. So it should be interesting, hopefully. (laughs) All right, let's get into these ciders. Do you want to start us off, Jenny? Yes. So just in time for the fall season, um, I have Eden. It's a Vermont ice cider and it's a honey cider mm-hmm. and I got this at the big e, big e Jesus Christ I can't speak um <laughs> not, only <me. laughs> not only you um it's this huge fair here in Massachusetts yes it one smells the, really good one of the so. biggest out here mm-hmm. they have tons of vendors there's rides for kids and a ton of food is it good this is absolutely delicious okay I'm super upset because I know I had you should have got one exactly you should have got one so we go to the biggie together every single year yeah with our husbands and friends and we both saw this wine or cider mm-hmm. this little stand there and I'm the only one who got it and it's yep. fucking good and look I'm this is like a two glass thing <laughs> this isn't gonna last long no so I it can't share sorry good. I had a feeling it would be good oh it's so delicious. is it like sweet is it crisp is it really happily there's sweetness with a little crisp you can definitely taste like the honey mm-hmm. and it's smooth nice. like you can feel how smooth it is so good. good. Oh, I'm jealous. I knew, I knew it. 
Um, so last year around this time I was pregnant. So I was doing a lot of mocktails kind of things. And we had a Friendsgiving and, you know, we bring tons of different drinks and foods and stuff. And one of the things that, um, people were bringing were the, was a sinful, angry orchard, hard ciders. Who brought that? I don't remember. I feel like it might've been Sharice. Mm. I feel like she brought the hard ciders so I never got to try it and I was just like this year I will because it's you know fall vibes a hard cider I love hard ciders so just try cheers (laughs) cheers oh that tastes like biting into apple pie nice it's very cinnamony I can't remember if I tried that Oh yeah, I could drink that all day. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. that's awesome. Obviously, right. I wouldn't. This is definitely a lot of cinnamon. It's sinful. Um, oh my god! What it says. Oh my god! I didn't make that up. I'm not that cool. Um, but yeah, this is definitely great for for the fall. Obviously, I wouldn't do it like in the summertime or anything. But this is this is really good. It nice. tastes like an apple pie, legit apple pie. <laughs> Win-win. Yep, definitely. You have something good to drink. I have something good to drink. Mm-hmm. For the past two um, podcasts, we've gotten some really good drinks. Yeah. That last one, Angel liked it and then he didn't like it. So he's on oh. the fence. Mike didn't try it. So Yeah, I had him as soon as we were like done. I was like, try this, try this. He was like, ooh, that's good. But then he felt like that little burning sensation. Mm. He's like, I don't like that. No. Like, at first he he was undecided. So he's like up in the air with it. But yeah. I loved it. I thought it was delicious. I thought it was delicious. <laughs> so good. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's get into these um, genre book read yeah. re- recommendations. So we have a list of different genres. And then we decided to pick like our favorites. Um, I'm eager to see which ones are the same for us. Um, so we're just doing the genre, the book title and the author, correct? Yep. We're not going to go into it. It's just a book that we feel we would recommend to anybody who says, give me a book in this genre. Yep. Perfect. It was really hard, by the way, It it (laughs) to narrow it down to one. Yeah. So when we're planning things, we usually, you know, text each other like, oh, we should do this or that. And Jenny came up with this one. And as soon as she she said it, I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Do do I know that many genres? Do I am I (laughs) around? You know, do I read around? And it was super hard. And then, you know, if there's a genre like romance that I really like, I'm like, what do I pick? Do I go to my right. all-time favorite or do I try to do what 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 was my favorite this month kind of thing? So actually for romance, it's my favorite so far this month. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it should be interesting. All right. Um, so the first one was let's shoot with new adult or adult fantasy. New what adult or adult. Mm-hmm. That is going to be. EJ Mello's Musai series. And that's what I have. <laughs> that's our girl. <laughs> that is, we love her so yes. much. So um, that's um 
Song of the Forever Rains and yeah. Dance of a Burning Sea. And they're both out right now. Right now. And mm-hmm. usually um, on Kindle Unlimited too. So if you have Kindle yeah, Unlimited, they are. you're able to um, get those books uh, fairly easy. So I've had them on my Kindle. Like, you know, we read it a long time ago, but I've had them on my Kindle and they were taking up space. You know, you have to like return it. Yes. So yes. I ended up just buying them. So now mm-hmm. I have them on ebook. I have audiobook and I have a physical copy. <laughs> I have not returned them. They're still on mine. I just buy them. I think they're like, no, they're literally like 99 cents right now. Are they? Or I might as well just buy it. Just buy them. Yeah. I just don't want to give them up because sometimes, you know, I'm that type of person that um, stories replay in my mind. So I have to read certain parts over. Mm -hmm. uh, And she's one of those. So sometimes I'm like, I don't want to give that up. No, you can't have it back. Which book do you like better? Um, I tend to go back. I know this is going to be crazy. I tend to go back to book one because that's like. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's more romancy. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's something about them. I love their story. And I don't know. Yeah. My, it's it's that's the more romantic. Like, that's like, she's a great writer. <laughs> That's and it funny. was before book two came out. So mm-hmm. I read that one more often than, than book two, for sure. And I already know your answer. Everybody knows my answer because I won't mm-hmm. shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dance Over Burning Sea is my favorite. And I didn't read that until like book two came out. I think you recommended book one. Mm-hmm. I read it and book two was already out. So then I jumped to it right away. And that was and you my got absolute book two favorite. Before I did. Mm-hmm. which was funny you were like oh book two is out and like I was just like oh I'll get to it and then you were like no out on it like and then we did our episode on it and yeah. I hadn't finished it yet I had started it but I didn't finish it at that point so I you didn't want to give too much away and I'm yeah. so happy you didn't because it was amazing perfect it was a so great Oh, so perfect that I'm like so sad that book three is coming out in February and I have bittersweet like feelings about it because I love her series I love how she drew inspiration from her sisters I just love everything about it we're we could literally talk for a whole nother episode about it, but I don't think we should. One day, I don't think we should today. Like episode all about her, like yes, our love for her. She's super supportive of of us, and we support mm-hmm. her. And she actually gave us her arcs, and we are so thankful for that. So EJ Mello, if you happen to listen to this episode. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, and yeah. and it comes out on my <laughs> too. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, cute. All right. Next. Young adult fantasy. For me, I have the Shadow and Bone series by uh, Leah Bardot. I absolutely <laughs> love her. Did I say it wrong? Did I say it wrong? What is it? Leave our Dugo. <laughs> so confident. I, yes, you were. Mind you, 
so least you have read this series probably multiple times you recommended it to me we did a whole like two months worth of reading these books because of you and watching the show <laughs> and you called her leah bartell it's not <laughs> what what is it again okay Whew. lee bardugo <laughs> bardugo i think it's the way i spelled it because i i didn't use her i didn't i spelled it myself that was great thank you so much for that you're welcome oh. i'm so oh, sorry God. and like jenny Ooh. said like i amped this series up yeah, i had all our friends read it <laughs> I had my husband watch the show. Yes. I had my father watch the show. That's how invested I was. And I butchered the author's name. You did. I apologize. I, I'm not surprised you did. You know? <laughs> anyone, anyone who's been listening to us long enough knows, like, I'm just bad at names. And it's not for the lack of trying. And I don't do it disrespectfully. I'm just no. really bad with names. And it's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's shadow and okay. both. I love All right. It. <laughs> That's a great recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to go with because it's more recent and it's still in my head. The Name Bearer by Natalia Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Such mm-hmm. a good one. It's a queer fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So yeah. good. You have like a, a bajillion copies of it, don't you? No, that's not that one. That's oh, no, 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 no. One. That's the other one. When oh, we make it. Yes. Okay. I have four. The name bearer one is the one where it's like a green and yeah, like she, yeah she's got flowers, flowers. all around yes, her. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember. So um, my next one for Y-A-N-A contemporary romance or just contemporary. I forget what it was. I think it was- contemporary I, it could be anything like romance just not like fantasy sci-fi just right, like a right. regular normal book so I have every, I have every summer after by Carly Fortune mm-hmm. okay I'm trying not to butcher these names now <laughs> I have the same one mm-hmm. and um not really sure if it was new adult or young adult because of right. how the story plays out Right. But I have the same one for that genre. That one was like one of my favorite reads. Yeah. Um, For, la- you know, this past, we read it during the summer. We did. Mm-hmm. And that was, I love that book. I really enjoyed yeah, that I book. did too. Oh. And I, I wouldn't say it's like one of my top reads only because it's not my genre Mm. that I would normally read. So for me, it's not as exciting, but the book was fucking great. Yeah. Like it was a great, great book. Yeah. I'm happy I read it. Yeah. Um, Next is romance. So if you know you and I'm surprised you have one for romance because you don't read romances a lot. So um my romance is actually a current romance that I recently read that I really really enjoyed and I can't wait to talk about it on this episode actually nice okay um is the soulmate equation by Christina Lauren couldn't butcher that um (laughs) the soulmate equation (laughs) so I actually adored this book I awesome. really, really liked it. It's Good. so romancy, tropey, like 
it got it all it got okay. it all. so all right um I can't wait it has it all without too much spice believe it or not oh, which is interesting for, for, for me I probably it wouldn't like it then. the ex no because it didn't <laughs> have like explicit romance scenes and you know me I love a nice like spicy book and it wasn't very explicit it wasn't very detailed but I'll I'll go more into it later okay but yeah uh, right. soulmate equation love it okay. my romance is like one of like five because I don't read romance uh-huh. like that is you made a fool of death with your beauty by a quakey and messy mm-hmm. and I liked it because it was messy and spicy messy <laughs> messy and spice. spicy <laughs> I loved awesome. it it was so and the the writing was the main part that that was why I really liked it it was good awesome. that's great Okay, next is sci-fi, and mine was Wrong Place, Wrong Time um, by Jillian, uh, or Gillian uh, McAllister, and I read this, I want to say a few months ago, I feel like it was in like September-ish, or maybe early October, Um, and this was the one where the mom kept going back into time to stop her son from committing a murder. Okay. I think we briefly talked about it. Um, Remember you posting about it. And that was, that was really good. So that's, I'm surprised that's what you picked for your sci-fi. Yeah. That one. And not um, Ice Planet Barbarians. That's because it's coming up. (laughs) Oh, Sorry. All right. Next. Um, <laughs> my sci-fi is Does a Very Mates by Elizabeth Stevens. And that's the whole alien smutty book. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Next is horror or goth thriller or suspense. And mine is more like suspense. Um, and it's Verity by Colleen Hoover. I always tell people go into it blind. My six, my sister actually finished it a few weeks ago and she called me right away and she was like, Sally's. <laughs> we loved it. Awesome. We're able to talk hey. about it. Uh, I love when people read it and then you're able to talk about it because it's definitely a book you have to go in blind. Yeah. Don't read about it. Don't look it up. Don't ruin it for yourself. If you hear me, if you hear anyone say, oh, Verity, Colleen Hoover, great book, close your ears and go get it. Like, just go get it. It was so good. That's definitely like a great, great rec. That's one book that when people, because I got like, it's probably like 15 people at work to read it. Mm -hmm. Every time someone knew, like I just had a new coworker start, she asked me also recommend something because she doesn't ever read. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I always recommend to people. Mm-hmm. And there, there's only one person I know that hated the book. What? Hated. It was like a bad, awful, hate the book. Yeah. One person out of like the 15 to 20 people that I've recommended it to. One person. How can you hate it? Oh, I, I need, I need details. I was offended. I need off camera. I was like, oh God. That's the one book I recommend and you're telling me you hate it. Right. No, because that's off camera. That's one. I I, I will. (laughs) There's that's one book that like, no matter what genre you read, that's the one book that you're going to like that's outside of your genre. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, that's that's why does. I always recommend it. Mm-hmm. But that's not the book that I chose for that genre. The one I picked was a gothic horror, A Dowry of Blood by S.T. Gibson. <gasps> Cause I still oh, that's so, so good. That's such mm-hmm. a good one. So good. I love it. Love it. Love it. We spoke about it in an episode sometime. I don't even know when. And I butchered that name too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Constensta. Yep, Constensta. Constensta. No. Oh God. Um, what next? I, oh. I butchered a couple names in that one. Yeah, I think Magdalena, that, that was her name, Magdalena? I, I think I called her Magnolia <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that is hilarious. I still, I got the um the new version of that book and I still haven't, I haven't read it. I have gotten the new one, but I did see it at a bookstore and it made my heart so big. because I'm Right, like, like it's such a good, like good gothic mm-hmm. horror. It's yeah, perfect. definitely. It was yeah. greatly written. It's, mm-hmm. you know, short and sweet, nothing too crazy. It didn't need it. Like it was just a good book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then oh, next is Smut. And that's where I put my Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. Because <laughs> if you're going to do Smut, you got to do sci-fi Smut. And it has to incorporate like. Tales? Tales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And just a lot of good language that you wouldn't that you need a glossary for or your grandma, you know? Yes. So that's and if you're gonna do smut, you gotta do smut, you know. You gotta be like looking over your shoulder, (laughs) get red in the face when someone's like, Oh, what are you reading? Like that kind of smut. So if you want to get red in the face, make sure no one's reading over your shoulder. Ice Planet Barbarians. It's so many of them. You would love it. Ruby Dixon. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I picked Sierra Simone, the priest series. Mm-hmm. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. They're all standalones, but the characters are all kind of related. Yep. And this is definitely one you don't want anyone reading over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend reading or listening it to an audiobook. Really? So, yep. I read it and I did the audiobook, and the audiobook is so good. Like it was next Hot level. Like I would be so uh, scared to uh, listen to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was I perfection. I would be like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I have young children running around. I know, but it's definitely worth it. The writing was so, so freaking good in every single one of those books. The story was good. And the smut overall was the best that I've read. Really awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to. Now that you say it, I'm going to have to. I know. I don't know why you haven't. I don't know. And they're so short too. Time. I need more time. I know. Well, audiobook. Oh, true, true, true. I got children, young children. No, but that are nosy. That? Mommy, what you listening to? Oh yeah, no, they can't. They can't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or what if what what if I go to put it on? You know, because we have the Beats headphones. I don't have AirPods, and I put it on the wrong headphones. Like I would be mortified. Oh my god. 
I would die. <laughs> I would seriously die. Exactly. Yeah, no, you can't. When you're like Bluetoothing it and you you press the wrong headset, like I would, oh, I would die. God. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And then you had one more. Did and I? Yeah, wasn't it like? Oh, we were gonna yeah. do Dark Academia. Mm-hmm. Um, I have none. I've yeah. never like really dove into it, but I really wanted Jenny to share hers just because she has. So um, as a book rec for anyone who's looking for that kind of genre, Jenny's your girl. So we have Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. <laughs> and it's it's actually set around, um, what's the school? Yale. So oh, that's nice. what makes it Dark Academia. And it's um, supernatural kind of suspense. It's really good. And is she Lee. coming out with book two for that series? Yes, um, it's called Hellbent. I wasn't sure if she was going to come out with book two because the end, yes, there was a cliffhanger, but it seemed like the book that wasn't going to have a second. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. And then she announced it and I was super excited. So Yay. can't wait to read it. Yep. And I'm over here just butchering her name. I apologize. And <laughs> we really said Leah Bardot. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. Ever. Thanks. I, I hope we meet her one day. So I can tell her. No! I would be mortified. <laughs> I would just cry. Oh my God. I'm like, please don't <laughs> listen to our podcast season two episode six i'm get, i'm going to send her the link to directly to this episode with a timestamp. meanie so mean all right let's get into these book reviews so i have a romance and if you don't mind i'll just go first yeah that's fine okay so i have my romance and it's um the soulmate equ- equation by christina lauren um this I actually got this book off of TikTok. Um, I happened to come across, um, her name is Gabby Roberts, and she was doing a TikTok on the list of like book tropes, like her go-to book tropes. Like she would, you know, stand on a hill and fight for for the rest of her life, just like a list of book tropes. And I was just like, yes. This is an awesome list. So she had Forbidden Romance as one. She had Best Friend's Brother as one. Forced Proximity, Fake Relationships, and Bachelor Auctions, which I've never heard of. Um, So as soon as I heard that, I was just like, do you have any recs for that? Recommendations for these Bachelor auctions and so she mentioned um the soulmate equation um she said it had those vibes for it I still don't know exactly what that is um but Hmm. I was intrigued do you have you ever heard of that kind of bachelor auction no yeah I was thinking of like like a not fake dating but like a charity Mm -hmm. that kind of thing yeah that's what comes to mind when I think you know auction off kind of thing um well that didn't happen in this book but but (laughs) but I like I said thoroughly enjoyed it okay because of just 
it was outside of anything I read before when it came to like these dating kind of booky romances, like the fake dating kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So basically this book centers around Jessica or Jess, um, as she calls herself. And she's a single mom, almost 30, uh, who's a data and statistics analyst. And she hasn't dated in over like seven years. Um, she really dedicated her life to just being a mother and being a good mother because her mother wasn't good, you know? Um, so she always in the back of her mind is like, I don't want to be like my mom. I have to make sure I'm always present in my daughter's life because my mother never was, you know, her mother was an addict, um, in and out of her life. And she was raised by her grandparents. So she was just focusing on being a mom and you can't fault her for that. So, you know, the dating pool nowadays are dating apps. So she finally decides to go on a date and obviously it's not great. So she's like, I don't need to date again. I'll just, whatever happens, happens. Um, She spends most of her days while her daughter's at school working. Um, uh, she basically can work from anywhere because she does like statistics and analyzes shit for different companies and things like that. So she works out of <laughs> a cafe shop near where she lives, free Wi-Fi, unlimited coffee, blueberry muffins. I mean, okay. who would say no? Um, and she gets to work alongside her best friend, the Felicity or Fizzy as she calls her and her best friend is a romance novelist she writes romance books be my best Perfect. friend, be my best friend. <laughs> um so basically you know her her friend is like you need to get out there um just because you had like one bad I think she went on tinder um mm-hmm. one bad tinder date you know you still have to put yourself out there so and is that like the 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 bachelor auction type maybe maybe because you are like looking at bachelors pretty much okay so it must be the dating app thing yeah I think that's so far that's what I get that that makes sense because lo and behold the barista um that they know I think his name was Daniel um he was like oh um, you know, Americano, this is this guy that they call, um, he's like a business guy, always serious, brute, you know, brooding, you know, you can tell like he's an asshole, whatever. And they call him Amer- Americano because he comes into the um, coffee shop, same time, orders the same thing. And like, you can't not not look at him. That's how good looking okay. he is. So the barista is like, oh, Americano actually is um, starting his uh, company is going to be having a um, starting soon where he came up with this new dating app where it takes your like DNA, your genetics and runs it through a system. And that's how you're matched, like you're competitive compatibility is matched through your dna and Got like there's, dif- there's different um levels there's the i guess base match which is just like anything between like 
I think it was 18 and 23 points out of 100, you know, and then you have your gold, then you have your titanium, and then there's diamond and diamond is like that one in a million, but you can get married off of your base match, you know, like they're not like the highest score, but there, there's compatibility there. There's probably some compromising that you would do. And then obviously diamond match is like, that's your soulmate basically. So he's starting this company that's doing it. And so um, he comes in one day and just sporadically like starts, you know, talking to him or whatever. And she was like, oh, are you are you really the guy who's going to, you know, start a new dating app or whatever? And he he at first he's like, why are you touching me kind of thing? Because she caught him off guard and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I am. You should stop. You and your friends should stop by and you know give us a sample whatever and you could be put in the system and then when we fully start the company you know you would already be there but there's already been over like hundreds of thousands samples so you can still make connections now and not necessarily have to wait until I think they were going to start it up in May for the public where you buy your kit um and then it's through your DNA and it's through your spit it's not blood um, so it's basically like good <laughs> no but like at first I was when I think DNA I thought blood I'm like oh my god you got to give your blood but no it's like your spit like if you were gonna find out you know your race and ethnicity and all that yeah. jazz kind of thing so it's basically like that so you buy a kit whatever so they wind up going um she overhears him talking about her a little bit and he's like oh she's just average or whatever she was like motherfucker uh, more than average kind of thing. Right. <laughs> She's like, he's so rude. She hates him. She runs into him a couple of times after that. And he's just an asshole. Like, um, what the one time that she ran into him, he took her parking spot and fucking closed the elevator on her when she was like, wait. And he claims that he didn't hear her and stuff. So he's just an asshole. Yeah. And so on one of her and her best friend is like, oh, just take the kid at home. And, you know, when you're, you know, when you want to, you could put it in. Her friend did it right then and there. She was like, yeah, give me all the dates or whatever. Her friend was all for it. It's always and a friend. You can, you can base your range like, oh, I just want best matches. Or you can get it where you can only get matched if you're at a, at, at a gold compatibility so her friend made the range so like big that she was getting hit after hit on her app. And she was going on these dates knowing that according to compatibility, they wouldn't really be compatible. But she yeah. was just like, the sex would be good though because of the compatibility. <laughs> so um, Jess was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. But then she had like a really hard day with like her daughter and just shit was just falling apart. So it was like a spur of the moment kind of thing. You know, she sent her DNA off and she put it for like the highest criteria. And she was just like, whatever, like it's never, I'm never going to get pinged or whatever. Well, she did. And (laughs) she opens up her app and it's red. And her friend was like, well, anytime I got pinged, it would be green. She was like, I wonder what that means. And then the app 
sent her a message like please contact the facility whatever 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 she was like that's weird maybe I did it wrong or they couldn't find any matches for me and so she finally goes in and they're like no you were matched and you were matched with a 98 percent compatibility which our highest that we've ever recorded was a 93 so you have a diamond match so this is like oh soulmate status and it's with americano figures who is the you know <laughs> he he created this you yeah. know he spent years perfecting this you know dna compatibility all this stuff and of course he's shocked and they're both like what the fuck she's like i don't like him he obviously doesn't like me because I'm average. Like she even pointed that out that he said that he was like, well, that wasn't for you to hear. <laughs> and um, so of course she's like very skeptical. She's like, oh, this can't be right. Um, you guys did something wrong with your, you know, analyst or whatever. So of course she's like in denial about it, but the company is like, we're going to launch in May. You guys are a diamond he's the creator, this will be great for the launch. Mm -hmm. How about you guys, you know, try and date, like, go on a few dates, talk, you know, get to know each other. And if obviously, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you know, give it a chance, because this, you know, the company's looking at it, as this would be like great publicity for them. And there she had recently lost one of her big um investors for her company you know her statistic or analyst company whatever one of her um her jobs she actually lost it so she wasn't gonna be making enough money so they were like oh we'll compensate you for your time so that you don't have to work as often so you can make time to go on these dates and, you know, do the magazines and the newspaper articles and all this stuff. So she was like, at first she was like, you're going to pay me to date him. That That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. She was like, like that doesn't mean very ethical. You know, I don't want people to assume like I'm only doing this for money. She was like, if we're going to do it, I want, you know, one, I don't want my daughter involved in any way, shape or form. So you can't mention like, you know, I have a daughter at home, like if, you know, the press happens to come upon that information, you know, you can't keep everything hidden. But for the most part within the company, she said, you're not going to use my daughter as a pawn. She was just like, you know, I'll okay a couple, you know, dates here and there, but she's not promising anything. And, um, oh, I keep calling him Americano and his name is River. <laughs> Dr. River Penna. <laughs> and I keep calling him that, but that's what they call him because that's the drink he would always get at the coffee shop. And that was like their oh joke. My so my bad. I okay. kept the joke going. But yeah, that's, his like, that's a good excuse. So River, he's like, yeah, I agree, whatever. So of course they go on a couple dates. There's chemistry there. She's like, is it chemistry because we both know we're at 98, you know, 98% match. And it's, you know, this is what we're supposed to be feeling. 
or mm-hmm. is it like legit like we really like each other for liking each other kind of thing so they're on the fence about it um there's obviously chemistry there's good banter like I said there's spice but it isn't um detailed it's more mm-hmm. like oh he touched me here there whatever but it's nothing like smutty smutty yeah um and obviously with any romance there's gonna be you know a climax and a, a disaster that happens drama drama so at first I thought the drama was gonna be from her mom like her mom finding out oh she's dating someone rich and she was gonna come and get the money and or she was gonna you know tell the press like oh she's getting paid for this and Mm. it wasn't even that so one day they're doing an interview at the lab and they were gonna do one of the interviews in River's office so um they were like, you know, Jess, we don't need you right now, um, but we'll put you in an office and, you know, you can just chill out. And she was like, oh, this is perfect. I could get some work done. No worries. Just call me when you need me. So they put her in his partner's office and all the data sheets like are all over the table. And, you know, she loves to analyze things. She loves numbers. And she happens to notice that it's her and River's file. And lo and behold, someone like finagled their numbers. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so exactly what you're feeling, she's feeling. She's oh, my like, God. She's like, oh, my God. Has this all been a joke? Like, did they do this as, you know, a stunt to get, you know, people to buy their product? Mm -hmm. Did River play me? Has he been lying to me this whole time? She was like, maybe, you know, there's a mistake and she's going over these numbers over and over. And like, she's like, oh my God, like, no, someone fucked with the data. So she's devastated. And that very same day that she found out was the day he told her she loved, he loved her. Oh, yes. So she's like, yeah. So she's devastated. Um, He comes to get her and automatically he knows like something's off between her. And she was like, I can't talk about it right now. Obviously we have to finish these interviews, but we will talk about it. So then they finally do talk about it and he's blindsided. He did not know this happened. He doesn't know how it happened. And he's like distraught. He's just like standoffish. And obviously she's feeling like it's her. She's like, oh, it's because he knows we not we might not be compatible. So maybe in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm with a 98. I'm supposed to be with her. But now that this could be false information. Maybe, you know, I'm not supposed to be with her kind of thing. So she doesn't know how he's feeling. Obviously there's miscommunication because he's not explaining what he's really feeling. And what he's really feeling is like, I dedicated my life to this and my partner and maybe other people have been fucking with it without my knowledge. And then he's like, 
if they messed with mine, did they mess with all these other people? Like there's people yeah. who've gotten married with, you know, the samplings that they've done and, you know, have been in relationships. And he's like, how much of this is true? But he winds up spending like time um, redoing all of the data for all of these people. And his was the only one that they fucked around with. So his shit is true, whatever. Um, He does find out um, their numbers. Obviously, they, you know, he comes back around and he explains to her, you know, I don't want us to break up. I do love you. I love your daughter. Um, I love being with you guys. Like, you know, the number doesn't matter. And she was like, well, did you run the numbers? And he, you know, he's like, yeah, of course I did. (laughs) Um, But he's no longer in the system anymore, but he ran the numbers. I'm not going to say whether or not. Uh, I was like, oh, what was it? (laughs) I'm not going to say whether or not, because I want to be some of it, you know, unknown. you know, in the beginning, she's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know kind of thing. So I'm yeah. not going to tell if you ever find out what their numbers are. Um, but yeah, they wind up coming back together. He explains the situation, why he left, why he was so distraught. And she was like, well, are you going to do this every time? You know, there's a work hiccup. You're just going to leave me here. And he was like, you have to understand I haven't dated for years. I've dedicated my life to my work. And he went into work mode and he forgot what it was like to share the load with someone else, you know, or have someone that he can go to, to, you know, talk things through. So, you know, he apologizes and then she tells him, you know, that's not an excuse. And, you know, I have feelings and you not only did you leave me, you left my daughter too, you know, and she's been asking about you. And like, every time she asked, you know, it kind of like broke her heart. Um, because they had like a really really cute relationship um so she was like you know you can't do that and if you are going to continue to do that I can't continue to do this kind of thing of course happy ending uh but yeah I've never come across like it was so different where it was you know their DNA matching you and you know the premise of it is kind of like well if you can find out where your DNA came from does is there a genetic quality to attraction and compatibility it had me thinking like, hmm. like and, then I have, and I haven't you know me I'm always asking Angel what if what if so I was like, <laughs> what, what what if you could and I asked him I was like what if you could find out through DNA you know if your soulmate or someone you're super compatible with would you do it he was like yeah and I was like but but you're with me. <laughs> what if it's not me? <laughs> what if it's not me? He was like, well, I'm already married to you. We have two kids. Like, why would I need to go look anyway? I was like, I guess. But you would want to know. He was like, I don't know. He was like, stop asking me this question. <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't want to yeah. know. I would want to know too. I would I would want to know if I wasn't married. If I was married, then I don't want to know. You wouldn't want to know if you and Mike were compatible, though, or what your numbers were or how compatible. Mm -mm. Why not? You're already married. You already have children. Yeah, but what What would that change? I guess for me, it's like, why would you always wonder if there was somebody else out there that was 100 percent 
to you and that's the person you're you know because divorces happen all the time yeah. mm-hmm. so you I I wouldn't want any of that in my the byline nothing nothing nope because true. you're already you're married so you're in love with the person and so it doesn't matter why ruin it single yeah if you're single then go for that's it true. that's true I'm nosy though <laughs> it will I'll be like Oh, like, you know, we have kids, we're married, we're both happy, like we're both, you know, good in our relationship. I would love to know, is it because we have like a good number? Or is it because I don't know? And then what if the number is really low? Mm-hmm. With you too? Yeah, exactly. See, do you want to deal with that? Yeah, no. yeah. yeah, right. You're I right. didn't want to. Yeah, but that was my book. I loved it. It was really it was good. Great. It was different. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. So again, that was The Soulmate Equ- Equation by Christina Lauren. <laughs> All right. So mine is a dark fantasy Norse mythology retelling, mm-hmm. and it's called The Goddess of Nothing at All by Kat Rector. I keep, every time I like talk about her or post her, I say Reckner, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Rector, cat rector. So anyway, there are a lot of trigger warnings with this book. Okay. I'll mention them to some of them now. So there's death, mental abuse, sexual abuse, there's like gruesome scenes, violence, negative language towards LGBTQ. Like there's a shit ton of trigger warnings. Okay. And there's way more than what I just mentioned. But this book definitely is a top read for me. Okay. And she, and it's a debut book for this author. I know. And it came out a year ago and I read it because I found her, like I stumbled upon her on TikTok and she was doing arcs. I know it's the fucking TikToks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So she was doing arcs for book two and I was like, oh, it seems interesting. So I looked up book one and fell in love with it. So I ended up getting the arc for book two. So like I said, it's a Norse mythology retelling, and it's about Sigyn and Loki, okay. which I was like, all right, so you and I are both Marvel fans, mm-hmm. so we know about Loki and all that stuff. I pictured Loki in my brain throughout this whole book, but this is not what Loki actually looks like in this story, just so okay. you, you know, but I did picture Loki in my brain. Um, so it's told through the point of view of Sigyn and it's throughout decades of her life, like years and years and years from when she first met Loki till the end. Um, and it really struggle, or it focuses around her struggles on being seen and wanting to be an actual goddess. So she's Odin's daughter and Loki is just another God in this realm. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of her brothers, like Thor and Hod, and all, everybody has like a title. They're the god of something. And she has yet to be given a title. So she's really just a goddess of nothing at this moment. Um, and Odin's keeps telling her that she's not ready to be a goddess of something. So he doesn't want to give her a title. And we don't know why. We get like little like glimpses throughout the book, like of a prophecy So we know that he's keeping this from her because of a prophecy, but we don't know why yet. So 
at this point, she's old enough and she's tired of not having a title and she wants to be a goddess of something. So her best friend, Idun, tells her, go see Loki and see if he has any advice for you. Loki, at this point, is exiled. No one likes him. You know, he's the god of lies, trickery, mischief. So he's been exiled and nobody's seen him forever except Idun. She's the only one that goes to visit him in his little cabin. So she goes to Loki and asks him for help. And he's like, I, I'll try to help you, but I don't know what I can do. So they basically beg Odin to let Loki train Sigyn to basically prove herself so that she can be a goddess of something. So they train for a long time and it kind of fast forwards a little bit and it brings her to the point where she is ready to like display her skills and all the power that she's learned. She has magic and all that. So she displays what she's learned with Loki there and Odin's like, still, I'm not going to give you a title. So Throughout this book, like up until you're reading to that point, you know that like Sigyn is all about wanting to like be seen, respected. Mm -hmm. Like that's like the theme of the book. Like I want to be something. So after all of this hard work of weeks and weeks and weeks of training, he's just like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to give you a title. So Loki's the only one there for her. He's comforting her and like basically telling her that, you know, she's worth something. He sees her. So we get to kind of see like their balance of Loki and Sigyn of how he's although he's like this goddess of or god of lies and he does all this bad shit she's like the nice one and trying to be like a good person to get a title and he has a title and he's terrible and she doesn't have a title but anyway so he's constantly doing things like that like to piss people off so That brings us to, hang on. So that brings us to a point where we're starting to see like, is Loki really good for her? Cause she's starting to fall for him, right? Mm -hmm. So they're spending all this time together. He's been training her and she's starting to fall for him. He's falling for her. So that brings us to a point where we're starting to see like, is Loki really good for her? Cause she's starting to fall for him. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're spending all this time together. He's been training her and she's starting to fall for him. He's falling for her, but he's doing stupid shit. Like one day he walks by Thor's wife. Thor's wife says something terrible to him because, like I said, nobody likes him. He ends up cutting her hair. So that's like, I know (laughs) that's like her like number one like feature and everybody loves it. He ends up cutting her hair. He's punished by Thor afterwards. And then there's another point in the story. <laughs> yeah, there's another point in the story where like there's another goddess there who really doesn't like him and she's always very attitude towards him. He ends up shifting into a cat. He's a shifter, so he can change into whatever. He ends up shifting into a cat, and she, this girl that doesn't like him, sees the cat, but she doesn't know it's Loki. So she's like petting it and hugging it and like basically showing this cat love not knowing that it's Loki until he like shifts back into himself and falls on her lap so like the whole first quarter of the book is like this like him showing like his true colors like how mischievous he is and how much people don't like him for it but because Sigyn is starting to fall for him 
they're starting to like group her with, with him. him. So even though before this, like they were still treating her like shit, like she was nobody there. They didn't really respect her. It's even worse now because they're sort of kind of like in the same sites mm-hmm. together because mm-hmm. they're friends now. So this is kind of like beating her down at some point. And she's just like, she feels terrible. She's struggling between like being wanting to be with him and be close to him, but trying to really find herself. And after he does like all of this stuff, like all this like mischief, there are some scenes in here. Like every time he's punished, like he's punished, like Thor beats him like almost to death. And that's where the gruesome scenes come from. Mm -hmm. So that kind of shows like where he is and his mischief and him be getting beaten down. And then Sagan coming in, helping him, healing him. And there's like a trend, like it's always like that back and forth, back and forth. So one day they're caught kissing. So this one goddess tells her father, you know, they're kissing they're together so Odin forbades it he's like you can't do that you can't be together he's awful we'll just send him away again his wife is like no you have to let this happen remember so we know that there's again a prophecy out there that's kind of has to do with them but we still don't know what this is what it is Mm -hmm. yeah so fast forward years and years she ends up getting pregnant they get married all of this is happening. One day, this guy comes over and is like, I want to marry someone in your court. I'll build a, a wall for you around your court to protect everyone. Because the main thing in this book is, one, Odin knows that there's a prophecy out there. This prophecy is kind of a negative thing towards him, but we still don't know what it is. And there's also Ragnarok. So Ragnarok is the end of everything, pretty much. So this guy comes, he's like, I want to marry this goddess Freya. Give her, give me her hand and I'll build this wall for you to protect you. So he, they build this wall and he was like, you have to get it done in six months or you can't have her. So Odin, like his usual things, because I'm skipping like a lot of parts. So mm-hmm. his usual thing is asking Loki for advice. So he asked Loki for advice so that when it fails, he can blame Loki for it pretty much. Mm. So when this guy comes and asks for this lady's hand in marriage and that he'll build a wall, Loki's like, well, just do it. It's just him and his horse. How can he build an entire wall in this amount of time? So Odin's like, fine, go for it. Fast forward. This guy is like almost done with this wall and they don't know why. And they finally realize that his horse that he has is like this magical horse that is actually the one building the wall and not this guy. So Loki. (laughs) You look stressed. Oh my God. This was the absolute funniest moment. Like, so this entire book, the reason I love it so much is because one, because it's Loki and I love Loki, Mm -hmm. but two, there are so many moments that I laughed like literally out loud, like Mm -hmm. outright laughing. And there are moments that I was like gut wrenching, sad, and crying Mm -hmm. out of this book. So this moment, Loki's like, All right, so I'll see what I can do. He goes out to this guy, goes missing for eight months. 
we don't see him. <laughs> he shows up back with um, Sigin and he's like, well, what I had to do was turn into a horse to lure this horse away from this guy and from this wall so that he wouldn't finish the wall and then wouldn't finish on time. Mm -hmm. So he turned into a female horse and ends up getting pregnant by this horse. <laughs> so he shows up in Sigan's house with a baby, a baby horse, who's his son now. Tell me why. Like, I fucking died. I was like, where the hell did he get this eight-legged horse from? And it was his fucking son because oh he had God. sex with a horse as a horse. And he couldn't come back because he couldn't shapeshift back into himself because he didn't know what would happen to him or his now baby. His horse yes. baby. <laughs> <laughs> his horse baby. Yes. It's important to note that Loki is um sort of they she didn't that the author didn't label him mm. this way like non-binary but right. he wanted to be called a she when he shapeshifted into a she like he was he didn't like labels really mm. like he was just like free and open and everything. yeah obviously he could have shapeshifted into a wreck like a male yeah. horse and he was like nah female <laughs> no it was a, a female horse so and anyway that's great <laughs> and got pregnant yes so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot that happens after this. Like there's like struggles between him and Sigan and there's another woman involved at some point. Eventually he has a total of like, I don't know, four, maybe five kids between him, this other woman, and then the horse. Mm -hmm. um, so then we're getting close to the end, like Ragnarok and getting close to the prophecy because the prophecy has a lot to do with Sigin, Loki, and his kids. Mm. We, but still at this point, we really don't know much about it. So Odin decides he's just going to punish everyone. He wants to get rid of everyone, make it easy for himself, and be done with it. And he decides to punish Loki and Sigin mainly, takes them to a cave, and I don't think I want to say what he does in this cave because it's a really big scene. And this is the first book ever that has made me outright, like I'm getting like choked mm -hmm. up just thinking about it. So I literally outright sobbed mm -hmm. like loudly. It was awful. Mm. And it wasn't like awful, like like people will be triggered by this it's not it's just something that happens that like is so fucking sad and I can't believe she wrote that into the book but it was so perfect perfect mm -hmm. and sad at the same time so anyway then it comes down to Ragnarok they get out and there's this big war that happens so not only are they trying to fight each other like everyone they're fighting to stay alive through mm -hmm. this whole like end of the world type thing okay so, yeah that's book one it, I swear I, if I didn't explain it well it's a really good fucking book so and so by so this is going to be a series so there's two books oh there's two um, books so yeah a duology. So it, 
Yep. So the goddess of nothing at all was that one. And then the second book is epilogue for lost gods. And that one is exactly what the title says it is. It's literally an epilogue to the first book, mm-hmm. but I'm, it's in like a 200 page book, but it's wrapping everything up. So it's basically like everything you want at the end of a book, like mm-hmm. your novellas or whatever wrapped mm-hmm. up into one little book. So do you find out the prophecy and all that? Or- yes. Okay. Okay. There's so, it's a, it's a huge book and there's mm-hmm. so many things that happened that I didn't mention because it, I just can't go into that big of a detail for this right, book, right. but it's so freaking good. Like, it's absolutely amazing. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And the second book is an arc is not out yet. It's comes out November 15th. I believe. I think she mm-hmm. bumped up the date. Um, nice yeah and it's really good and like I said it's just like an epilogue of the first book and you said this was like a debut book right like yeah wow Mm -hmm. and I I I'll read it again Mm -hmm. to get all those emotions out of a book like that like that doesn't usually happen with someone's first book you know it doesn't usually happen with me when mm-hmm. I'm reading a book. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. like, I get like, oh, that's sad or oh, that's mm-hmm. good. That's happy. Like this one, like I felt it. Like she got so many good points, so many good emotions throughout this whole mm-hmm. entire book. And she's great. I loved it. Yeah. I've, I've never like, there's maybe two books that I can distinctly remember like sobbing for just two like legit like like how to put them away like how to Mm -hmm. take a break so I love books that can like give you that much emotion because to me that's like perfect writing that's like top tier like if you could make me sob yeah you got me yeah I don't want I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to read a book that makes me cry mm-hmm. but it did I feel like everyone should get a good crying book though yeah, I guess but sometimes you need a good cry <laughs> <laughs> I mean it could oh be good God. tears it doesn't have to be because of something sad <laughs> yeah I guess you're right it could be good tears <laughs> but yeah that sounds a freaking amazing it, it's a it's a jam-packed book but I swear it's really good I probably didn't explain it really well <laughs> but no, it's so good me, um so did you get it on like kindle or was it yeah. like a book I got the kindle but I'm definitely gonna buy it when the other one comes out I'll buy both I want to see I'm gonna have to look it up and yeah. like really see what the cover looks like mm-hmm. but yeah Yay. Yay. <laughs> stress after that <laughs> I I was I was so stressed reading that book and still I still think about it and I'm mad that no one I know in real life has read it has read it to talk about in, it in real life you know not online oh I'm like you in a fake life like real <laughs> you know like you yeah, yeah, yeah. work with the read yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Cause you do build like that little book community. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can talk to it about, you know, talk about it with you, but like at home, like I want to be able to talk about it too. Yeah. 
No. Sometimes I feel that way with with Angel, and I'm like, oh my god, this book is so good, and you know, but he he gets glossy eyed. <laughs> I know. I don't. I Mike Mike listens, but I don't know if he truly listens. He was actually sitting on the other couch while I was reading this book and started crying. He looked over. He was like, oh shit, you're actually crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> my so god, bad. he would never let me live that down. Oh my um, god. He seen me like laugh. I think he, yeah, I think I cried during a book with him one time. And he 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 was like, what's going on? <laughs> he was so confused. He doesn't understand that. Like, how can a book make you feel that way? It really can. Mm-hmm. It's just like movies. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. but he doesn't he's not a crier either so yeah <laughs> but thanks for sharing oh you like it was like a weight lifted off of you a little bit yeah though. it kind of was but I hope you read it because I want to talk about it with all somebody right. <laughs> all right anybody I'm gonna have to add it to the list <laughs> I know it's Wait. a it's kind of a long book so Thanksgiving break is coming up and I'm hoping I can get some time to actually you know, just read certain books. So fingers crossed yeah. that can happen in my life <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get too busy, but thanks for sharing. Um, thanks to our listeners for listening. Um, this was episode six. So yeah, six. two weeks, we should have another episode, but until then enjoy. And until next time. Bye.